Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast, the number one place for all things crystals, brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of the podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here with me, where each new episode brings us further down the path to discovering the transformative power of crystals. In today's show, we'll discover some exciting ways that you can celebrate the in-bulk holiday working with your crystals. It's coming up February 1st, so this is the perfect time to dig in and get started. But before we do, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com forward slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. Today's question comes from Sharon. Sharon says, I find it difficult to focus on working with the crystals that I have and often feel as if I should purchase more types, when really, I probably have something that I could utilize in a different way, so I'm trying to resist the urge to buy more and focus on learning new ways to work with what I have. Sharon, this is admirable. I think so often we feel compelled to go get the next newest, shiniest, best thing. And the fact is, usually we have something that will work just as well already in our crystal toolkit. So as many of us are trying to divest more and more from capitalism and consumerism, our crystals and spiritual tools are a great place to start that work. So I applaud you for noticing this pattern and wanting to make a change. One thing that I would recommend when you're feeling the urge to go buy a new crystal is take just two minutes, and you can set a timer for this if you like, and jot down in your journal or even just on a scrap piece of paper a few notes about why you're feeling compelled or drawn to buy that crystal. Is there something about its appearance, maybe its color, its crystal structure that's really catching your attention, or did you read something about its properties that really drew you in? So take a few seconds to jot down those things that are a little bit more surface level about what you're noticing, what caught your attention, and then I want to challenge you to take the rest of the time to really explore why you might be drawn to that particular feature or property or energy at this time. And once you've had the chance to sort of reflect on what might be drawing you in and why, You can then take that information and think about which crystals in your toolkit reflect those similar qualities and try working with those instead. I think a lot of times we get so excited when we see a new stone, it piques our interest, and we think it's just what we need. And it might be, but if we are trying to be more mindful of consumerism, consumption, or just our budget then this is a good practice to help us slow down and be really thoughtful and mindful when it comes to adding new things to our toolkit. 
And I would recommend even giving this a day or so to keep that reflection process going in the background and add any additional thoughts or things that sort of come up for you over the next day. Then really challenge yourself to work with a stone that you already have for at least three to five days, considering all those things that you wrote down that were really drawing you in, catching your attention, or calling you to work with that new crystal. So work with that crystal that you already have, keeping those things in mind, and see if you find it supportive. Through that process, you'll either find that, yes, it's definitely supporting you the way that you hoped or the way that you were looking for, or that it's not, but there's something else in your toolkit that might be a good fit, which then you can go ahead and try working with that for three to five days. Or finally, at the end of this three to five day period, if you're still really, really thinking about that initial stone, then you can consider going and adding that one to your toolkit if it makes sense for you. But by giving yourself this time and space for reflection and to try out another solution, I think you'll find you'll drastically reduce the number of new crystals that you're adding into your collection. Sharon also asks, do you ever feel overwhelmed with the amount there is to learn about crystals? (laughs) This is a great question. And Sharon, I definitely used to. Um, And on occasion, I still do. There's a lot to know, but more I get excited about the opportunity to be learning something new all the time. That's one of the things that I love about life. I love learning. I love soaking up new information, having new experiences and trying new things. And although there are definitely things that can feel overwhelming to learn about crystals from, you know, all the ways that you can use them to watching out for crystal fakes and learning all of their properties, their crystal systems and growth habits, their chemical formulas, I realize it all feels like a lot. But the good news is, when we're learning about our crystals, the most important thing is our experience, because that lived experience is something that really sticks with us and is really easy to remember and call back upon when we're looking for information about how our crystals might better serve us going forward. And the really good news is, all those complicated things to remember, like chemical formulas and properties and crystal systems, can all just be looked up if we need to reference them. I think a lot of folks put a lot of pressure on themselves to memorize things, and memorizing things doesn't necessarily make you any better of a crystal worker or healer compared to anyone else. But getting in there and working with your crystals often, that's really what counts. So I hope that helps Sharon. And then Sharon has one more question. Sharon says, I want to learn about crystal grids, but it seems to be an expensive way to work with crystals from what I've seen, as I often see images of grids with multiples of the same crystal in it. But does that need to be the case? This is a great question. And Sharon, I think, yes, more often than not, crystal grids are made with repeating patterns of crystals that follow the sacred geometric shape of that particular grid. And although this is a really common way to create grids that are both energetically balanced and, let's face it, pretty aesthetically pleasing to look at, it's not the only way to create a crystal grid. In fact, in this week's blog post and podcast, I share a crystal grid recipe in one of the resources that I highlight that is a crystal grid for goddess Bridget at Imbolc, and it uses six tumbled stones and every single one of them is different. So it's really up to the creator of the crystal grid, 
how much repetition they would like, what shapes they're using, what types of crystals. But when you're creating your own grids, you can customize any of that. Maybe all of your stones are different, but they have something in common, like their color, a special associated property they have, an elemental correspondence, or just something that's meaningful to you. And you're definitely right that it can be a bit costly to get multiples of one type of stone for crystal grid creation. If this is something you're interested in, again, I think take some time to think about whether or not you'll use those multiples of crystals in another way in the future. But if this is a one-time thing just for this one grid and it's not something you see yourself really working with again down the road, you might want to consider a different approach or a modification to that grid. Well, thank you again, Sharon, for all of your amazing questions. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone listening really learned a lot. If you are listening and you have a question that you'd like to ask me about crystals, spirituality, or if you have a story that you'd like to share with me here on the podcast about your crystals, you can submit your question or share your crystal experience over at loveandlightschool.com forward slash ask for the chance to be featured in an upcoming episode. I look forward to hearing from you soon. The power of the moon and its long history of connection to magic and mystery and connecting with its energy can help you live in alignment and flow with natural cycles. That's why in my Celestial Crystals course, I'll teach you how to work with crystal energy and the lunar cycle to find inner harmony with the rhythms of nature, connect with eight special goddesses, and create a moon magic practice to support you all month long. You'll learn powerful ways to amplify your connection with lunar energy, like which crystals to use during each of the moon phases to embody and harness their energetic archetypes, how to work with your crystals in meditation for each moon phase, how to perform full body crystal layouts for each moon phase in the lunar cycle, a special eight card moon phase tarot or oracle spread to help you gain insight into the best path forward, what to avoid, and what to release, step-by-step instructions for creating your own crystal charged moon water, how to create a crystal grid for tracking the moon through the lunar wheel, practices for new moon and full moon journaling for self-awareness, and which goddesses to work with and call upon for spiritual support during each moon phase. The moon, being our nearest celestial body, has such a deep impact on us. So as crystal healers, it's important for us to be in flow with the natural rhythms of the universe. You'll learn more about how when you sign up for my Celestial Crystals course. Head over to loveandlightschool.com forward slash celestial to learn more. Again, that's loveandlightschool.com forward slash celestial. Don't forget to use promo code podcastfan for $10 off your first class. Now it's time for our main topic for today, how to celebrate in bulk with crystals, rituals, and a card spread. I am really excited about today's blog and podcast episode because it tackles our main topic in a little different format than we usually do. I've created sort of a resource roundup because for the past three years, I've shared different things about in bulk 
And I wanted the chance to sort of touch back on some of those previous helpful tips and techniques while also sharing a few other resources that I'm really loving. So each year as we approach in bulk, I start to feel something stirring within me. And I'm not sure if it's just the excitement and the anticipation of spring after a long, cold winter here in Wisconsin, or if there's something more behind it. I know definitely I can feel and see the days lengthening, which makes me feel like I'm coming out of this long winter slumber. And it's sort of this yearning to reconnect with the land after spending so much time indoors. I know this time of year I'm always excitedly planning my garden for the year, ordering seeds from seed catalogs, thinking about where I'm going to start my seedlings inside, and daydreaming of sunny, warm days out in my garden, spending time with my chickens. But even as I'm recording this, we are in the midst of a big winter snowstorm here in Madison. And thinking about those years, first blooms, the sound of the birds returning here, and the squelch of the ground beneath my feet after the spring thaw, all feel so incredibly far away still. Yet even with all that, I can't seem to pull my mind away from the thoughts of these things, those little signs that spring is here. They always feel sort of palpable this time of year. But between the awe of this winter wonderland that I enjoy at solstice and those first warm days when the world seems to come back alive is one of my favorite holidays, and that is Imbolc. Imbolc is the first of the cross-quarter days and marks the very beginning of spring. It's the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. A celebration of hearth and home Imbolc is the perfect time to hold space for renewal, fertility, purification, rebirth, hope, growth, planning, and new beginnings. It's also a time when you can release what no longer serves you, shedding those darker days behind to make room for new growth. So to share some inspiration with you this season, I've rounded up some really useful resources about how you can celebrate in bulk in lots of different ways. The first resource is my in bulk and the Wheel of the Year article. So if you head over to loveandlightschool.com forward slash blog, you can just do a search for Imbolc in the search bar, and you'll actually get all of the articles that I'm going to discuss today to show up in that description, or check out my most recent Imbolc article, which is going to match this podcast, and it'll have links to all of the past year's articles and these great resources I'm going to share. So back to this first article, Imbolc in the Wheel of the Year. This article really delves into the significance of Imbolc, which again is a celebration in the Wheel of the Year, marking the transition from winter into spring. The Wheel of the Year, which represents the cycles of light and dark, is a tool for connecting with natural cycles and understanding personal growth. Imbolc is traditionally celebrated on February 1st and signifies that first hint of spring. So this article provides insights into the traditions and symbols and deities that are most commonly linked to Imbolc, emphasizing the connection to Goddess Bridget, which will be a common theme throughout everything I share in this episode, who is a symbol of light, 
fire, and fertility. And the article concludes with some suggestions for how to celebrate in bulk, including feasting, divination, the planting of seeds, and connecting with the energy of the sun. So if you really want to embrace the energy of the in bulk season, this article serves as a really comprehensive guide to the rituals, traditions, and deeper spiritual meaning associated with this super important seasonal celebration. The next resource I want to share is an in-bulk altar cloth and crystal set. So this cotton altar cloth features an exclusive in-bulk design that features my digital collage artwork. So I put this design together, I had so much fun making it, and then I found a place that was able to create altar cloths using this custom artwork for my crystal shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts. So you can use this cloth to decorate your in-bulk altar and celebrate the turning of the wheel of the year. You could also add a few of my favorite in-bulk crystals, including tumbled amethyst, infinite serpentine, and pyrite to enhance your connection to this sacred season. And there's a link to where you can find the in-bulk altar cloth and crystal set at my crystal shop at mimosaspirit.com over on this week's Love and Light School blog. You can also see a picture of this cloth there. It's so pretty. It features this beautiful candle-filled lantern, that brilliant candle with its flame illuminating the scene as we're coming out of winter. It has some snowdrop blossoms, a Bridget's cross, a dove, and one of my favorite in bulk crystals, garnet, along with some cute little greenery and shamrocks. It's really sweet and it's in this soft watercolor design. And I actually have a whole series of these that I've made for every holiday in the wheel of the year, but this one is really near and dear to my heart because in bulk is one of my favorite times. I've also included a link to an article that I wrote in a past year called Crystals and a Card Spread for in bulk. This article provides some insight into a really practical, hands-on way to celebrate in bulk through tarot or oracle card divination. So I suggest some specific crystals like red garnet, carnelian, and pyrite to work with during this time, each stone carrying symbolic meanings related to the returning warmth and energy that happens during this season. And I've also shared a sacred in bulk card spread for introspection and guidance right now. The seasonal spread covers aspects of foundation, direction, growth, and illumination with a four-card spread that's in the form of a candle. You can use this spread to uncover hidden influences, regain some clarity, focus on personal growth, and receive some important messages from the universe. So if you like to do divination with your tarot or oracle cards, I would really encourage you to give this spread a try. There's a really helpful little infographic in the blog also that shows exactly how to place the cards with an in-depth interpretation for each. Next up in my resource roundup are my free Goddess Bridget coloring pages. So you can find a link to this in this blog post, How to Celebrate in Bulk, over at loveandlightschool.com forward slash blog. And you can actually see a little preview of the images that are included with these free coloring pages. So they all relate to Goddess Bridget 
and there are three of these printable coloring pages, and they were all hand-drawn by me. So there is an image of Goddess Bridget, there's one of a corn dolly, also known as a bitty doll or breeze doll, and there's a Bridget's cross, which is traditionally woven of reeds and hung in the home at this time of year. You can read more about that in that first article I discussed. But I drew all three of these images. They're just in black and white line drawing style, so you can print them out and color them in however you like. And this is such a great activity to do as an act of devotion or meditation to celebrate in bulk. So corn dollies, which is one of the images you'll find, are often made in Bridget's image, and they're called Little Brige. Bridget's crosses, like I said, are woven each in bulk and hung in the home as a symbol of protection, fertility, abundance, and blessings. So there's one that you can print and color if you don't have the materials to weave one this year. And then there's that beautiful image of the goddess Bridget with her shining, radiant energy. So I hope you will enjoy these and may the fire of goddess Bridget spark inspiration within you today and always. Now, if you're really enjoying connecting with Bridget at Imbolc like I do, you'll definitely want to check out the next resource on my list, which is an article called Crystals for Celebrating Goddess Bridget at Imbolc. And this article dives into, again, the celebration of Imbolc, but really with a focus on Goddess Bridget and her association with this significant holiday. This article emphasizes Bridget's multifaceted aspects, exploring her roles as the healer, the hearthkeeper, and the goddess of the forge. And in this article, I provide some detailed information on Bridget's myths, symbols, and sacred practices associated with Imbolc. These include the creation of the Bridget's cross, the tending of Bridget's flame, and I discuss some crystals corresponding to Bridget's aspects, and I offer some ideas for incorporating them into your spiritual practice, including step-by-step instructions for a crystal grid recipe for Bridget. So if you're seeking a comprehensive guide to honor the goddess Bridget during the in-bulk season, this is definitely the article you'll want to check out. It provides some rich insights into her mythology, rituals, and symbolic elements associated with the in-bulk season. Next up in my resource roundup are my goddess Bridget ritual candles. So we have these available through my crystal shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts, and you can place these goddess candles on your altar or in your sacred space to invoke the energy of Bridget. This candle can be used as an offering at Imbolc or in ritual to connect with Bridget's sacred flame. I mentioned in my coloring pages that I hand illustrated, hand drew some different images and this candle, this devotional candle for Bridget, features my hand-drawn artwork of Bridget on a green candle, which is the color chosen to invoke action, blessings, and healing. And just like with the Imbolc altar cloths, you can also upgrade your goddess candle to an altar set that includes three of my favorite stones connected to Bridget, carnelian, citrine, and pyrite. And you can work with these crystals to amplify your intentions and connection with Bridget. You can place them as an offering on your Imbolc altar, or you can use them to create your crystal grid for goddess Bridget according to the steps in the article that I just talked about. 
Finally, I want to share something brand new with you that I have just done for the first time in my Imbolc celebrations this year, and I am all set up and ready. I can't wait until Imbolc Eve so I can finish this ritual, but this is a Biddy Doll Ritual for Imbolc Blessings from Goddess Bridget. So in the Scottish Highlands, Biddy Dolls, which are miniature Bridget dolls, are set outside the home or the hearth during Imbolc. This practice is said to welcome Bridget or Breach and her blessings of abundance for the household and crop fields. The Biddy Doll itself is made from corn husks or wheat sheaves or even can be made of a shell wrapped with some white cloth so that the shell creates the head of the doll and the rest of the cloth where it's cinched beneath the shell creates a little dress, a little body. The doll is then dressed as a tiny maiden breege wrapped in white cotton fabric with ribbons and little decorations. Next, the Biddy doll is placed in a tiny bed or basket called the Breege bed with offerings of food like bread or drink like milk. And sometimes a wooden stick is placed near the Biddy doll across her chest to indicate that the space is ready for Bridget's arrival. And I actually did place a little wooden stick in my altar setup this year, but I also included a clear quartz crystal that I placed across the Biddy doll's chest. And I have a quick step-by-step -step video about this over on the blog this week. If you just scroll down through the resources until you get to the Biddy doll ritual that's part of this blog, you can watch that video or you can head over to my Facebook or my Instagram at Love and Light School to check it out there. Now, finally, once your Biddy doll has been placed in her bed with all of the offerings surrounding her, before bedtime, the residents of the home should call out the front door to welcome Bridget into their space, welcome Bridget's blessings into the home, into the area of the hearth. And you can create your own Biddy doll and Briege bed and place them near your hearth along with some offerings for Bridget this bulk. Then invite her into your home to receive her blessings. And I want to end this episode with some Imbolc wishes for you. Blessed be the sacred time of Imbolc, where the gentle touch of Bridget's flame awakens the land from winter's slumber. May the warmth of her hearth, the strength of her forge, and her healing touch guide you through this season of renewal, growth, inspiration, and the promise of spring's embrace. As you embody the energy of Imbolc, take a moment to connect with nature, light a candle in honor of Bridget, and welcome the whispers of new beginnings. May this season inspire creativity, growth, and a renewed sense of purpose on your journey. Wishing you many Imbolc blessings. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. 
Well, that is a wrap on our main topic this week. I hope that there are lots of great takeaways, plenty of helpful resources for you to create a magical and memorable in bulk celebration. But before I leave you today, I just want to talk a little bit about what is coming up next for me and the school. The day this episode is released, I will have my very first shopping day at the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show this year. I am so excited about it. I am starting to get um, a little bit more confident, really looking forward to seeing what's new, enjoying the journey of finding great new crystals for my shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts, here in Madison, Wisconsin, to bring back and share at our live crystal sales with all of you. I'm always on the lookout for those old classic favorites as well as fun new finds and the dreaded crystal fakes. (laughs) This is something that you can find sort of en masse at the Tucson Gem Show because there's just so much material gathered in one place that you're much more likely to spot those fakes. And I always share these on my Instagram stories throughout the show. Um, I usually try to keep up on it each night at the end of the day when I get back from the show and, you know, we've had a little dinner, we go through and pack up everything that we bought that day. And then when I finally like sit down and rest a little bit, I like to post some of what I have found. So it usually comes out quite late in the evening, but you can always check back the next morning, look at my stories and see what I posted from the day before. And inevitably, when I share these things, there are always people who reach out who just say, oh, how can this be? How can people be allowed to sell this fake stuff? Isn't there anyone doing anything about this? Why do they allow this? And here's the thing. If you've never been to the Tucson Gem Show before, it is massive. I mean, like all along the I-10, the little strip where the show happens, all the hotels have the furniture taken out of their rooms and everything is filled with crystals and display cases and tables and tents. Every empty parking lot has tents full of crystals. Every storage center, everything is just filled with crystals. Like the whole city is overflowing. And so even if someone wanted to, this would be a logistical nightmare, (laughs) just to, to be blunt. It would be impossible for folks to keep track of what people are selling and probably to have the knowledge of which things were fake or not. Plus, really, there's nothing wrong with people selling fakes inherently as long as they're disclosing that something is fake, altered, enhanced in some way. The problem is that for the most part, that's not happening. And here's where we have to give a little bit of grace to the vendors. It must be a slog to go down there and do that show, to vend at that show. A lot of those dealers are there for over a month, getting everything prepped, planned, selling, cleaning up, shipping things home. I mean, it can be a one to two month process for many of those vendors. I can't imagine how exhausted they must be. I know how tired I am by the end of the week just shopping for my little store. So inevitably, there are going to be some missing signage and things like that. But this is why being educated about fake crystals is so important. 
So I hope to have time to put together a little blog post when I get home from the show all about some of my favorite new things that I saw at the show, some of the most notorious fake crystals from this year, and a few tips and tricks and behind the scenes things from this year's gem show. But I also bring this up because we've been talking about fake crystals at the school with my CCH students. So my crystal healing certification program opens for enrollment just a couple times a year. We'll be opening for our very early VIP spring enrollment, Monday, February 19th. So if you're not yet a student and you'd like to join me, be sure to mark your calendar. You can head over to crystalhealerschool.com to get on the interest list and I'll let you know as soon as enrollment opens. I'll also send you a syllabus and free sample class so you can get a feel for exactly what the courses are like. But in addition to all the CCH program materials, my students of the program also have access to my Crystal Fakes class series. This class series has been over 40 hours of training already, and we're just wrapping up our live versions of this. But my CCH students get access to all the recordings and all the slideshows for free. So if you want to learn more about identifying fake crystals, we cover more than 100 different varieties of stones, what to look for with fakes, and how to spot the differences between the genuine crystals and their fake counterparts. Again, you can get access to that Crystal Fakes class series completely free as a bonus when you sign up for my CCH program this spring. So head over to crystalhealerschool.com for all the details or for those great show updates, just stay tuned for a future episode of the podcast. Watch out for a new blog post coming early February and be sure to follow me on Instagram at School for a behind-the-scenes look at all the highlights from this year's Tucson Gem Show. Well, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed listening and that you learned a lot from today's show. I just want to say thank you again so much for tuning in, and if the discussion today sparked new questions, ideas, or memories of your crystal experiences, I'd love to hear from you. You can submit your question or share your crystal story over at loveandlightschool.com forward slash ask. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com forward slash blog. And if you enjoyed the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Or better yet, you can share a link with a fellow crystal lover. I'd also be so grateful if you'd take just a moment to share a link to the show on social media. I love getting tagged in Instagram stories with screenshots of the episode you're listening to and a little bit about your takeaways or a photo of your cozy crystal corner where you like to listen to the show. So be sure to tag me at Love and Light School so I can say thank you for supporting the show. And I want to give a special shout out today to Mad City Crystal Lover, who left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And they said, I've been listening to Ashley Levy's podcast for several years. I can't say enough about how essential the podcasts have been to helping me learn about crystals and their role in energy work. The podcasts are well done, and I especially like how they are generally dedicated to specific crystals or topics related to crystals, as well as using crystals to mark the seasons of the year. Thanks very much, and keep up the good work. 
Well, Mad City Crystal Lover, it sounds like you are local to me in Madison, Wisconsin. So thank you so, so much for leaving the very sweet review and the five-star rating. It really helps a lot getting those ratings and reviews as it tells the podcast platforms that you're enjoying the show and that you recommend it for other listeners so they share it far and wide. So especially if you are unable to financially support the school through course enrollment or purchasing our digital products like our brand new Imbolc kit, which has just been released this week, then sharing links to the show, leaving those ratings and reviews really goes a long way. And I am so grateful for your support. Finally, I'd love for you to visit loveandlightschool.com forward slash listen for a list of our most popular episodes, most recent episodes, and all the places where you can stream this podcast online. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there so you never miss a future episode of the show. And if you're ready to dive deeper with your crystals and take the next steps on your journey, be sure to head over to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more about how you can become a certified crystal healer. I would love to see you in class. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you next time. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.